and welcome to today's episode of Everyday Affirmations, the podcast. I am your host, Devin Penny, and the author of the book, Everyday Affirmations, 365 Days of Thought-Provoking Daily Affirmations and Journal Prompts. If you have joined us before, you know the deal. I flip to a random page in my book and I read to you the thought of the week, the affirmation of the week, and the journal prompt of the week to give you something to think about, to help you set an intention, and to get your thoughts centered. So today I'm very excited. I got all of my promo books from my publisher and I am reading today out of the hardcover version of my book, which I have only seen a few times before now. So I'm excited that we're offering it. It's a great coffee table book. The cover was designed by an artist called Forget You Saw It. um, And he did a wonderful job executing exactly what I wanted this to be, which is gender neutral and something that you could have on your bedside table or have on your coffee table that is bright and cheery, but also super simple, minimalistic. And that is not only aesthetically pleasing, but that is also quite value adding. So I'm going to get right to it. Today, I flipped to page 61. So it's day 61. The thought is the most spiritually awakened version of yourself lives beneath the programming and conditioning you have endured since birth. Strip everything away and reveal your soul. The affirmation is, I exist daily as my highest self. And the journal prompt is, what does experiencing life as my highest self look like? So I could talk about this for hours because I feel like it was a huge piece of the puzzle and continues to be in my healing journey. The second that I figured out that a lot of the things that were giving me trouble in my life, the negative thoughts, the bad habits, the self-doubt, the blocks that I was experiencing, the relationship issues that I was experiencing. All of these things had come from what we call conditioning or programming, which means that you are born to a very specific set of people and you grow up around very specific sets of people. And with that comes their religion, their belief system, a name that they gave you, uh, thoughts that they've put in your head, ideas that they've given you, an understanding of morality through their lens, an understanding of what's right and what's wrong through their lens, what's good and what's bad through their lens. So a lot of these things make it into our adult lives with us. And then at a certain point in time, I think most of us kind of take a look around and go, well, I have everything that I'm supposed to want to have, and I'm still not super happy. And this happened to me when I was 18 years old. I was in college. I had done all of the things my whole life that everybody told me that I should do. And I was so miserable that I was confused. I was like, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And this is what everyone has told me is going to make me happy or is going to fulfill me. And none of it is doing that. So I really had to take a step back and think about why I felt so unaligned with myself and with what was going on internally. And I started to figure out that a lot of what I had been told throughout my childhood were things that actually were not 
aligned with who I am as a human inherently. And I definitely had been sort of swayed and guided by my direct and indirect influences. I think as we all are, we don't know any better um, to believe that certain things are important and to believe that other things are not important. And again, what's right, what's wrong, etc. The problem is, is that we learn these things through people who have already experienced their life and who continue to experience their life through their lens. They had specific parents. They had specific upbringings. They had specific experiences in school and in business and in their careers and with friends and with other relationships. And they can't help but project those experiences onto us because that is, you know, a lot of what parenting is. Some people are more conscious of this and don't do it as often um, or as intensely and really are pro-freedom of thought and independence and want their children to grow up really with their own ideas. But even still, even if you are someone who's conscious and even if you are someone who's cognizant of it, programming and conditioning comes in the form of, you know, holidays and traditions and things that you like. For example, you might not like a certain food that your parents don't like or that your direct influences don't like. That's a very small example. And then there are larger examples. Like I grew up in a Catholic church. It was all about if you were being sinful, then that was an issue. And if you were being perfect, then you were going to go to heaven. You know, there are so many examples that range from, like I said, something super small, like not liking a certain food to really big where it shapes a lot of your personality and a lot of your decision-making. And once we become cognizant of this and we start to ask ourselves really what's true for us as adults, if we were really looking past our direct influences and into our soul, what we feel naturally good doing. I do not as an adult feel aligned with religion. I especially don't feel aligned with Catholicism. And I didn't know that I necessarily had the option to not be aligned with that for many, many years. But I do think that it contributed to some of the depressive Doubts that I've had over my lifetime because there is this guilt there that even though I know that it's not right for me, I still feel like this is what I should or shouldn't be doing, or this is what's right and this is what's wrong. So it takes a very long time to deprogram from these ideas, especially if they're larger, like with religion and with faith and with just morality in general. But even the small stuff, you start to really unravel all of these things. If you think about what part of your life is actually yours, it sometimes is shocking and maybe a little bit frightening how small of a percentage that is. So once I started to realize that a lot of the ideas that I was really hellbent on, a lot of the thoughts, a lot of the habits that I had acquired, a lot of the again, morality, the moral compass of who I was when I was entering adulthood just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like who I was. And I think, again, that can lead to many things, anxiety, depression, feelings of lack or unworthiness, definitely guilt. This is where a lot of our guilt as adults come from, I think, um, is kind of going against these thoughts and these ideas that we have been presented with and indoctrinated with since we were super young. 
and it's no one's fault. You know, I think that this is really super important because it's not that our parents wanted us to necessarily be clones of them or to feel certain ways. It's just that they quite literally didn't know any different. And this is what's true for them. A lot of this is what's true for them or what was true for their parents and their parents. And, you know, the list goes on and on. But as adults, it's our responsibility to take a step back and to think about what we feel is actually in alignment with who we are. And again, I differentiate the soul from the ego. The ego is kind of this outer shell that we create to protect us from the world around us. The ego, unfortunately, is not who we are. It's who we need to be in order to survive the world around us. We're never going to fully kill our ego. We don't need to do that. It's not about getting to a place where you have no ego at all. Again, it's for protection. We do need certain parts of that. But for the most part, living a soul-driven life is what's going to feel most authentic to you. And those are the things that are protected by the ego that sometimes you have to really, this is why the prompt says to strip everything else away, to know that you inherently have everything that you need all of the thoughts and beliefs and the understanding of what your life should be and who you are exists within you. And that all of this programming and conditioning has helped you create this ego that protects that soul level of living. Knowing that means that all you have to do is start kind of whittling away at the ego and allowing yourself to get to the soul, something that we're not taught to do. So it seems a little bit counterintuitive, but I would encourage you over this week to really pay attention to the moments where you feel like you are aligned with your soul. When do you feel really good? And I know I spoke about this a bit in uh, last week's episode where I have my clients kind of tally up all of the moments where they feel good um, when we start working together so that we can kind of build that foundation from the ground up of living a life that feels good. But I think that it's really indicative of what our soul is telling us to do when we feel in just perfect harmony, when we feel at peace, when we feel safe, when we feel secure, when we feel genuinely happy, what are we doing? And on the same token, what are we not doing? You know, I think that I went to church for so many years because I was told that that was the right thing to do. But when I stopped going to church, of course there was guilt around that because it wasn't what I was taught but it felt much more aligned with who I was to not have to force myself to go into a church once a week and kind of go through the motions. And now when I do go into churches, I feel very inauthentic. It doesn't feel like a real experience for me. So I think that that's, again, just An example, I think that religion for a lot of us or or lack thereof plays a large role in our programming and conditioning. But for so many years, I never questioned that. It wasn't until I started to realize that, wow, maybe a lot of these ideas that I have about the world don't come directly from me, that I was able to really start to piece by piece understand exactly what that meant for myself. So again, I would encourage you this week to think about the times when you do feel aligned with your soul and you don't do something because other people have told you you should, or that that's the right thing to do and just see how that feels. And again, it might make you a little bit angry at first and you'll want to blame your parents or your other direct influences. 
and even indirect influences, right? All of these larger macro institutions. I do think that it's important to move on from that as quickly as you possibly can and to get into a space of, okay, if this is the way that things have always been done and these things are not working for me, then what are things that I want to do now? And it's really a huge game of trial and error. Life is just in general. But I do think that while you're figuring out what your soul wants from you versus what your ego feeds off of, it definitely is trial and error because there's feeling involved and you're not going to know how you feel unless you try something out or take something away. Again, like I said, going to church for me was something that I never even questioned. And then as soon as I started to eliminate it, I started to feel better. Um, and that's not anything against church or religion or anything like that. It just is truly not my thing. Um, but I thought it was my thing and I identified with it so strongly as a child and through my teenage years that I, you know, would get up at seven o'clock in the morning, go to church before I went to high school. I remember being in, you know, the pew and thinking, okay, it is nice to have silence, right? But that can be attained through meditation now I've figured out. But everything else about it felt really inauthentic to me. But I thought that this is what I need to do in order to be successful, right? I've been told my whole life that if you pray, if you, you know, honor God and do all these different things, that you're going to live a happy and successful life. And again, I really, if religion is your thing, I, I feel great about that for you. I think everybody deserves to live lives that are authentic to them. And for some people, it really does resonate differently. But I think that it's probably the most primary example in my life of something that I was so programmed and so conditioned to believe in that ended up being completely unaligned with my soul. And I, again, can respect every religion. I think that there should be total freedom of religion. But the point is, is that it took me unraveling that belief system as a whole to really find myself and be able to do what I do, you know, and part of the reason why I wanted to make everyday affirmations completely non-denominational was because, you know, I saw all of these daily devotionals growing up in my house that pertained to God and the Holy Spirit and to Jesus. And I remember like, even when I was in the church reading them and being like, this is so strange that people start their day with this, like this doesn't resonate with me at all. So in my pursuit in trying to do somewhat of a daily devotional, I wanted it to be again, super gender neutral, non-denominational for everybody and not having anything to do with religion. But I probably wouldn't have been able to write that if I hadn't realized 10 years ago that the religion or the belief system that I had been brought up in didn't align with me. And, you know, I think that it would have been a very different book had I stayed doing what everybody else told me that I should. To wrap it up, I think the point of this episode, and I know um, sometimes when I'm speaking about my personal experience, I, I just want to give an example of what I'm talking about. And I just use my own life rather than using someone else's life or my client's life or anything like that um, because I'm comfortable talking about it. But once again, for 
me, it was religion and so many other things, but that was really the the primary one. But if you look at your life this week and you think about all of the things that you've been told are supposed to make you good or are supposed to make you happy or are supposed to make you successful, and then you ask yourself the really genuine question and are honest with yourself about whether or not any of those things have actually made you happy or have actually made you successful or have made you good or feel good. It really does just start with the awareness of, okay, wow, the things that I'm doing might not be the things that I actually feel good about or aligned with. And I think that that awareness, again, and just the understanding that there is more and there are different ways of doing things. And you don't have to live in this box that your primary influences or your indirect influences have created for you. You get to be whoever you know that you are in your soul. And a lot of that comes from stripping the ego away. But the first piece of that is definitely awareness. So just having some awareness around it, right? Where do you feel unaligned in your life and then trying to maybe trace it back to where that comes from. I would say that if we all thought about the things that we feel guiltiest about, that comes from somewhere, right? And that usually comes from this idea that we were supposed to do one thing and instead we did the other. And the latter was probably more authentic to us. But because we were taught that the former is the right thing to do, we create guilt around those situations. So again, even just having the awareness of where you feel guilt in your life and where that comes from, um, I think is super powerful and really impactful. And then you can start to make the changes, but it is about stripping away all of this external bullshit that you have been told and finding what is actually true for you. And you might be aligned with some of the belief systems and some of the things that you've been told, but it's good to just give yourself the opportunity to ask those kinds of questions. So as we do every week, I would like you to, if you can take a minute to really just relax, unclench your jaw, lower your shoulders, take a deep breath in and exhale slowly Close your eyes if you can. Feel the ground under your feet. Feel the seat under your butt. Whatever you need to do, just feel centered and present in this moment and repeat either out loud or in your head. I exist daily as my highest self. Again, breathe in, breathe out. I exist daily as my highest self. Your highest self is the version of you that abides by your soul. And that is wanting to remove some of these ego blocks that we have, these thoughts and these beliefs that don't align with who we are. And once you do that, once you strip all of these things away, you discover your highest self. The journal prompt for this week is actually really great too, right? What does experiencing life as my highest self look like? If you were to be exactly who you are on your soul level without any other influence, and you were just in your perfect case scenario, what does that feel like? What does that look like? What does that smell like? What are you doing in that moment? Who are you surrounding yourself with? That is your highest self. 
And our goal in life is to live as our highest self. It's our most authentic version of us. It's the person that we know we are supposed to be and that we can be. So this week, I encourage you to try to live as authentically as possible, to have some awareness around the things that bring you guilt or the things that maybe don't feel aligned with who you are, and to get yourself to a place where you feel like you are living fully from your soul. And that will always feel right. That is how you will know. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining me. 